by the time you hear this podcast, scoop do whoop, scoop 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 doo doo whoop. to by the time you hear this podcast i'm greg i'm scoop I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh those lyrics always get me love it uh so guys welcome to the podcast um thank you for everyone who's listened so far and yes, downloaded yes. and all that good stuff um we are not live on anything right now um uh, and this is the second time that we are not in the same building <laughs> while recording. I, I am feel at home. so close to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Calvin. Um, <laughs> uh, I am at home. Ben is at home. Um, but uh, we still going to give you this podcast work. Yes, son. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you want to tell people how they can um, follow our podcast, they can go to facebook.com slash by the time you hear this, follow our Facebook page there. If you see a website, don't go there. By the time you hear this.com, don't, don't go there. It's not, it's not worth your time. Um, <laughs> some changes will be coming to it uh, in the near future, but it's, it's not worth going to right now. So you're supposed to go there. Don't go no, there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, but you can go to our Facebook page. Um, you can also uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, now, the Facebook page, by the time you hear this, spelled with a Y-O-U. 
on Instagram by the time at by the time you hear this, spelled with the letter U because we urban. <laughs> we urban. <laughs> we urban. We're so urban. We vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, you can um, you can follow us there. Uh, the same spelling on our for our IG is the same. The, the spelling is the same for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. Well, for for free ninety nine to be exact. Yes, sir. Um. So, uh, oh yes, one more thing. If you want to listen to us on the go, and uh, Avoid that uh, annoying coworker while you have your earbuds in and they're trying to show you the trailer for Beyonce's visual album uh, telling you it's the greatest, even though it hasn't even come out yet. And you saw, you know, a a one minute trailer and you don't want to see it anymore. So they can tell you all the Easter eggs and all that. Um, (laughs) You can uh, put in your earbuds, listen to us on the go. If you have an iPhone, we're on the Apple podcast app. If you have an Android, we're on the Google Podcast app. You can also listen to us on TuneIn, uh, Satchel Podcast Player, uh, Auto Radio, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro Podcast, um, the Podcast app. There is an app called the Podcast app. (laughs) Um, And anywhere else that you um, can listen to podcasts or any podcast aggregate app. Um, Ben, I hope you have, uh, uh, trademarked that, uh, phrase. I need to see what I can do. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, lots of places where you can listen to us. And of course we're on Spotify. So if you have, if you Spotify, listen to podcasts, search by the time you hear this, you should find us. And if you are looking for podcasts by subject matter, you can, uh, go to listennotes.com and search us. Um, the last episode, we discussed the uh, Academy Award winning uh, Academy Award snubbed film Glitter. Um, oh, you should have done it like Bill Simmons, who was like Armageddon won 11 Oscars. <laughs> like, Glitter won a, just swept it. Just <laughs> It won all the award, singular. <laughs> won, all no, the award. all the award. <laughs> oh, God. All the <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, if you search glitter or Mariah Carey, you'll be able to find that particular episode. Uh, shout out to Abe who was on that episode with us. Yes, sir. All right. So, um, we've been off for a couple of weeks, uh, and looking at some news here. Um, not a whole lot's going on. Um, uh, well, not anything that's like would change the music industry or anything to that effect. Yeah. But I mean, um, Meg the Stallion got shot. Yeah. Tori, Tori Lane's apparently Tory Lanes. apparently shot Meg the Stallion um, in, in the foot. Uh, a lot of people are heard, comparing yeah. it to the scene from Harlem nights. <laughs> oh God. No. <laughs> uh, so that it, it seems like that's what happened. But um, uh, somebody said if if Tory Lanez was standing on a ladder, he could have killed her or something like that. Okay, so that was funny because that came out that he's five three. Yeah, he's um, that's phenomenal. He's a uh, he's a short guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else? Uh, oh well, 
I, I don't know how it, I need to find we need to find out more how it works as far as when songs are used um, for political camp, political campaigns. So I have noticed that happening a lot where people are issuing cease and desists yeah, and everyone is saying that um, it doesn't matter because the use of the song is covered under what is you know colloquially known as a, um, a karaoke license, essentially. Um, where and really your favorite bars and venues have these and essentially it's like an agreement with BMG or ASCAP you know the two major song publishing um, companies mm. that you just have carte not carte blanche but you have the ability to you know play anything and you're covered and from those what are known as karaoke licenses um, royalties are just are automatically paid out to the artist each month whether or not the song is used or not it's like a cover all type thing so that's how your bars are able to favorite bars are able to play that music. Fun fact: If you're from the city of Carrollton and went to West Georgia, um, if you remember Rome Street Tavern, yep. <laughs> um, the owner of Rome Street Tavern was very cheap and would not renew his karaoke license and got fined because <laughs> <laughs> this was back when they they really cared about it and streaming had not caught on. So music piracy was still a huge it's still a huge thing now. But it was like, you know, we're suing people huge back then. Yeah. And so um, he had been reported by someone. I don't know who. The The bar scene back then was kind of cutthroat. So they just report whatever they could. And there was a person, a representative, who would come to the, who would frequent that bar to see if it was really happening. And he ended up getting fined because he would not renew it. But long story short, um, that is how these venues and these venues, he's just able to play these songs. Now... What I'm also reading, though, is that they can specifically request a song not be played, um, even though it is covered by that karaoke license. And that's what these artists are doing. Um, it's been happening for years, mainly with Donald Trump, because nobody wants to be nobody associated, wants to be associated with, him. with him. So but most recently, um, uh, Tom Petty's estate kind of started that because he used won't back down, um, which, which is I the know, conservative. Yeah, I rep the Second Amendment. That is the anthem for for those guys. Well, put it like this: and it's the anthem I don't for. Get it. It's the anthem for those guys. You see those like collage of Twitter pictures of every of all these dudes in their, in their car wearing shades. <laughs> yes, with the Oakleys. <laughs> that is the anthem for those people. And it's so weird <laughs> because it's just like everything that Tom Petty, you know, rest in power did not stand for <laughs> and why his family is like, stop it. Like they said, they straight up said like he taught, he wouldn't no, he would not want this. Um, these are the, these are the people who found out as they got older, their rage against machine was raging against that machine. <laughs> <laughs> they found out what the machine actually was. Yes. Like, why, why is raging against machine so political? And like <laughs> Harvard educated Tom Arello's like, what machine uh, did you think we were raging against? <laughs> um, but then, but then yeah, people so start like, changing the name, like seeing the machine from both sides. <laughs> all machines matter. All ma <laughs> I'm not saying that like, you know, that machine, but all machines really. But anyway, before we go too deep. But yeah, so Tom Petty, um, Lincoln Park, I saw I had the most recent yeah, one. Who's yeah. choosing these songs for him in the end? Like, how was that fit in? Like at this point, is he just trolling them? I just I don't know. I know the um, the uh, Rolling Stones did it too. They got upset. Uh, Panic at the Disco had to do it because they used um, High Hopes. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, oh, that's interesting. And that, that's, that's another that song one, yeah. that a lot of conservative, I wear shades in my Twitter photo while sitting in the car. Um, those They love that song as well. What, High Hopes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm just wondering why he doesn't choose conservative artists because there's, there's that there's some out there, you know, um, I'm sure there's a lot of Southern rock bands that would not mind being associated with him. Like there's other artists he can use. And I don't understand why he is so insistent on using these artists that want nothing to do with him. Here's some, uh, some other artists. Um, okay. You said Tom Petty, Neil Young. Yeah, R-E-M. and he wrote a song for him. <laughs> uh, Rihanna, Pharrell, Guns N' Roses, Steven Tyler. So I guess he's an Aerosmith song. I don't know what that might have been. Like, Trap but... really likes him. Why doesn't he use um, the Back Off song? Like, <laughs> they're huge. They're big fans of his. Like, they would not be upset. And it it speaks to what they're all about. So, you know, like, I'm not trying to give him fuel or anything but like but like leave artists that we like alone yeah but people would just make fun of he he, he she's trying to do it in a way that he avoids ridicule <laughs> yeah, but he but and then on the other side he just it'll be the the artist being um being bashed for allowing it to happen so he would be ridiculed for using trap because where's trap now where when was their last hit? on twitter <laughs> When was their last hit? I don't know. They're just—I know they're going like they're going to bat for him on Twitter, though. Like, don't go on Trap's Twitter and try to make fun of the president because they will come at you, bro. Or he's trying not to use country artists because which uh, makes no sense. Because doesn't Toby Keith support him? Um, I don't know. I just assume he does. When you make a song like "Yeah, uh, Curtis to the Red, White, and Blue," I just imagine uh, it doesn't matter who's in office, you're going to support them. anyone you know some hank yeah hank williams jr there's a lot of artists he could be using don't use the dixie chicks or the chicks whatever they're called now don't use them because they i'm pretty sure if they didn't like george they didn't like bush they definitely don't they they definitely don't like him yeah they just i'm just assuming which Uh, would be funny so um uh, i don't know how familiar you are with logic the the, the rapper the rapper logic oh the rapper okay. not the software sorry <laughs> um the rapper logic um says he is retiring uh what? he's he's coming out with his last album he just became a father um he's actually made a lot of money uh that's good though. as a in a in a very short time I think he got like it got like a fifty million, maybe a thirty million dollar deal, record deal that was all guaranteed, and then he like wow. rapped about it how he had to pay ten million in taxes. Um, uh, huh. So he's um he just became a father, and he is he is about he's going to retire. Congrats to him on that, and I mean it's I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back kind of like um i mean adele did this what just a year ago or two yeah she was i want to raise my kids but she'll be back and i mean how let's see how old is logic he's he can't be more than 30 
he is yeah he's like third okay he's 30 he's 30 exact um he's got a lot of time i don't think he's just gonna sit around <laughs> i just can't imagine him sitting around forever so his first name is sir that's interesting sir robert bryson hall interesting his real name or the baby okay no he was born robert bryson hall so how did he get knighted or is he really knight or did he just call i don't know i don't know either (laughs) interesting um let's take a look at the charts here uh we'll look at the billboard 100 the hot 100 Number one, still number one, is Rockstar by the Baby featuring Roddy Rich. Number two, Blinding Lights. Am I looking at the right mm-hmm. list here? Yeah. So Blinding Lights moves back up. Um I don't I'm not sure why. Uh but it's back up. It was number three last week. It has been number one before. Um so it's uh it's up to number two. Number three uh, What's Poppin', Jack Harlow featuring the baby, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. Um, I'm hearing a lot about Jack Harlow, but I've never heard any of his music. Never heard of him, but I will maybe check him out. Or is it a group? It's a it's a guy, one guy. Okay. Uh, number four, Savage, the remix, uh, Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Number five, Roses by St. John. I haven't heard that one. Uh, number six, debuting at number six for the night by the late Pop Smoke, featuring Lil Baby and the Baby. Number seven, Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. <laughs> okay, sorry, number, just a funny name. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Number eight, Blueberry Fago by Lil Mosey. Number nine, Say So by Doja Cat, featuring Nicki Minaj. And number ten, Intentions by Justin Bieber featuring Quavo. Um that's funny. Blueberry Fago. Um had a conversation about Fago the other day. <laughs> <laughs> there was a um uh, a song, I think it was the song um Trolls by Six Nine and Nicki Minaj. It it was it went to number one and then the next week it would made this huge drop. And so one of those songs you think that they just selling they bought themselves i mean it it seems it sounds like that's what it was um yeah it was number one and then the next week see it oh there it is right right now it's number 83 holy but i think it debuted at number one and then it dropped to like somewhere in the 40s or maybe it dropped to 54 and now it's 83. So I haven't even heard the song, but it might've been one of those to where it was, um, did they, did he just, was it in, was he experimenting? Like, well, let's see if I, if I buy, like he claims that Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber did, um, bought the, uh, bought the song over six credit cards on all these different accounts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So did they do that? He claims they did that. So did he try to see what would happen? I don't know. Well, he got a, he got a chart topper out of it. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. 
And it's going to be one that people for, have forgotten just as quickly. <laughs> um, let's look at the 200 Billboard 200. Uh, number Debuting at number one for this week is Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by the late Pop Smoke. Number two, Hamilton, the Hamilton uh, soundtrack. It is on. You can if you have Disney Plus, you can watch it on there. Yeah. Uh, number three, My Turn by Lil Baby. Number four, Blame It on Baby by Da Baby. Uh, number five, Hollywood's Bleeding by Sirius Malone. Number six, After Hours by The Weeknd. Number seven, Fine Line by Harry Styles. Number eight, The Goat by Polo G. Number nine, Eternal Otaki by Lil Uzi Vert. And number 10, Just Cause Y'all Waited 2 by Lil Durk. I love that title. <laughs> uh, and next week, it uh, looks like the number one album is going to be Legends Never Die by the late Juice World. Okay. And uh, Blink-182 is also going to have a song with Juice World on, is it on their new album or is it on his album? No, it says they have a Juice World collaboration coming soon. Um, so, yeah. So, they're, they're, we're going to hear a lot more about Juice World in the coming weeks and months. It seems like he was an artist that was just primed to be the like bigger than he was before he died. And that really makes me sad. Yeah, he, he was looked at as being the next big thing. Um, he was... I believe he was in there's a, a a faction i guess of rappers that were not just inspired by you know other hip-hop artists they were inspired by rock by emo yeah. emo acts um or emo and and some grunge so a lot of them like cite lincoln park and nirvana um yeah. so uh i think in the the pop punk or emo or whatever universe you want to call it in that world they're also getting um they're getting the love there too so uh i think he was he was on the verge of something he really was mm -hmm. but um we'll we'll never know we'll never know yeah. what what happened oh well we'll no. we know what happened to him but we'll never know what could have been yeah um let's look at the artist 100 so Pop Smoke, um, who is, I said he had the number one album, right? So yeah, because yeah. of his number one album and because of his passing, uh, he is the number one artist this week. Number two is Lil Baby. Number three, The Baby. Number four, Post Malone. Number five, Harry Styles. Number six, Luke Combs. So he's he's still here. <laughs> Hanging around. <laughs> Number seven, The Weeknd. Number eight, BTS. Number nine, Roddy Rich. And number 10, Dua Lipa. Juice World is number 11, but I think he's going to probably be number one next week. Yeah. So we can expect that. Um, Anything? Uh, well, we, we, we don't ask each other this uh, that much, but what have you been listening to the last couple of weeks? Um. So one of the things I'll say for the for the uh, for the whatchamacallit um, earworm, um, but I have been 
you know, the same stuff I normally listen to, a little bit more R&B and, and hip-hop. Um, of course, I'm always listening to Jay-Z just because he's one of my favorites. Um, and then I've been listening to a lot of pop rock because I'm trying to do an EP, so I'm just listening to a lot of um, different pop rock artists for inspiration because um, I'm trying to self-produce it. and um, Yeah, so honestly, I've been listening to a lot of myself just to try to make sure, you know, see things I want to fix and stuff like that. Outside of that, I'm also listening to the third season of Slow Burn, which has been, from a consistency standpoint, the best documentary-style podcast out there. Um, is the one that just has not dipped in quality. Mm. Um, I know the first season they did... Um, or maybe this is the fourth, because I think the first season was about Nixon and the Watergate scandal. The second season was about the Monica Lewinsky scandal. The third season was about the death of Biggie and Tupac. And this season is about David Duke. <clears throat> and every season has been really good. And I know Bomani, who I haven't listened to in a while, typically has whoever is producing the latest season of Slow Burn on there. Yeah. <clears throat> and... At first, I thought it was just because, you know, they did the biggie, but then he had, you know, from the previous seasons, too. But that's it's it's really good, even better than than um, than the 30 for 30 ESPN podcast, which I think is pretty good. This one just has not wavered in quality. It's been really good. And I would suggest it. All right. What about you? Um, I've been listening to a lot of. um I've been trying to find obscure 80s music. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> um, there are some... When you think of 80s and you think of certain artists, but there are some that had like really good songs that I don't know, not a lot of people talk about. Like... Um, uh, who's one that I've been listening to? Uh Laura Brannigan. Okay, Laura Brannigan. She did the. Did she do the? Um, she did the I'm song uh, Gloria, Gloria, which was featured yeah, okay. in yeah, Flashdance, yeah, yeah. and the song Self Control, um, which her video was directed by uh, William Friedkin, who's known for directing The Exorcist. So you know, I still have not seen that movie. As big of a horror film as I am, I fan it. as I am, I, haven't I have seen no it. Need. Um, I just saw Alien for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, missing Persons, The Motels, what Naked about Eyes. Killed the Cat. Um, no, I haven't been. Uh, not not on this particular old eighties list. I had. Um, another one of my favorite obscure. Um. A part of that British invasion, uh, the psychedelic furs. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's. Um, <laughs> uh, Wall of Voodoo. I don't, I'm not familiar with them. Um, when in Rome, pre- I've heard of them. <laughs> Getting pretty obscure here, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to find like what are like these obscure bands and and artists that um. They had that one good song, Did at you? least <laughs> that that we know. Like we know the song, but we have no idea who the band is. A lot of the time, yeah, that does happen a lot. 
Um, but that's what I've been mis- listening to mostly. That's why I'm glad that there are things like uh, Soundhound and Shazam because I just so many songs I missed out on um, in my youth <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't have anything like that. So, uh, man, because I, I still remember there's two songs. One of them I remember I heard when I was still cleaning doctor's offices in college and I never heard it again. It was such a great song. And I had an early version of that. We'll figure out your song software and it just did not work. Mm. And I'm still sad about that. It was such a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Happens though. Um, Once I'm going to play, I have never, I have not heard this song. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you have either, but um, August Alcina has been in the news cycle for the last few weeks. Ooh. Yes, he has been. <laughs> that's, a, that's an understatement. And not necessarily for his music. Uh, no. He's coming out, or he just came out with his first album in five years. Okay, so but, I thought it had been a while since I heard of, I heard from him. Uh, but his... I, I, I think it was all about getting publicity and getting attention toward his new music. But he, he went on an interview and talked about how he... Um, had an affair or of sorts with Jada Pinkett Smith and a lot of people were talking about it and she brought herself to the red tables on her own show, the red table talk <laughs> and discussed it with her husband, Will Smith. Um, and she had an interesting choice of words saying that she, um, she had an entanglement <laughs> with August Alcina. And uh, for me, it was just funny that, like that was an interesting choice of word to say. And mm-hmm. I looked it up. Like how do people define entanglement? And uh, one of the definitions is a complicated relationship. So okay. it wasn't like a ridiculous word to say. It was just an interesting choice <laughs> in that moment to call it that. Um, And so there are all the, all these memes, all these jokes, um, so I, I thought it was, I think people were just having fun with it because it was an interesting choice of word. Not that she just made something up. Uh, I think she was trying to downplay it a little bit, um, of course, but, uh, in turn here. So August Alcina came out with a song called entanglements <laughs> on purpose. I'm guessing. Yes. I, I did. Cause I hadn't, I didn't really research this, it, but this song came out. When did this song come out? Um, as of this recording, it came out today. Oh, wow. Okay. Or it might have been yesterday, but even the, even still like, so I, I just wanted to play a little bit of it and uh, see what this August Alcina featuring Rick Ross. Shoulder got a 
questioning my willpower. Jaded by her beauty, but her reputation real solid. Moaning down the hallway, I can't tell you how I feel about it. Caught up in the matrix, and I doubt if I can get about it. Living like it's no tomorrow. Met your boy with open arms. Told you all my darkest stories. Promise that you won't depart. He's the over 40 cars. Let me with a broken heart. Till I gotta get around. Favorite artist was too far. Watch a movie, then we freaking tangled up. I'm getting deeper. Do this shit like every weekend. Guess I'm just a little secret. Entanglement is when a mental lick until you tremble. Saddest part is I still love you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, what do you think? Uh, sounds kind of generic. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. Um, most hip hop and R and B right now isn't really pushing any boundaries. It sounds it. It. I mean, it, it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, there are some interesting lyrics that I that I was trying to catch up on. Um. Uh, well, with Rick Ross's verse. <laughs> Uh, Shawty leaning on my shoulder got her questioning my willpower. Willpower? <laughs> jaded by her beauty. Jaded? No, th- like, that was... See, not, I, and I wasn't yeah. even paying that close attention. That's nice wordplay. Um, caught up in the Matrix. Was she in the Matrix? One of yeah, those she Matrix was. movies? She was there the second go. one and the third one. <laughs> so there you go. Um... Still, I gotta get around. Favorite artist was Tupac, so a Tupac reference. Jeez, he is he. Let me go to Genius. He's got some zingers here. Uh. Um. Hold on, let's. See. Oh, there's a. Huh. There's a song called "Entangled" by uh, Genesis. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, Jada Bobby caught up in the Matrix. Tupac, watch a movie, then we freak it. Uh, tangled up. I'm getting deeper. I was trying to see if there's any more. No more uh, references. Nah. But this I was definitely can... a. Uh... This was. They they had a song called Nunya that came out last year in which it was, um, I guess it was still like a rumor that they had a relationship or affair or whatever. I wouldn't um, be surprised if this is really just for um, publicity. Yeah. I I mean, just to be real here, <laughs> I didn't realize she was only 48. That's funny. Um, but yeah, this has publicity written all over it. Um, I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but it it, it almost kind of seems like she's like the black Demi Moore now, <laughs> and, and Will Smith is the black Bruce um, Willis. Bruce Willis, and they had a thing, and and she just wants young stuff now, and she's kind of kept herself, you know, looking good enough to where she can track young people and. I don't know if I'm ready to say August Alcina is her Ashton Kutcher. Um, but maybe this is what powerful women in, in Hollywood go through. I mean, at the time, Demi Moore was a pretty big star. Um, you know, there were kids involved. <laughs> I mean, like, it, <laughs> it, that, it, that's what the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, she's she's having her Demi Moore, you know, thing. 
where she's got to go find the young hot thing, you know. So that's that's what I thought about. Only thing is, Demi Moore didn't have a show that she could bring Bruce Willis onto and make him confront this. Yeah, um, I could see that. Uh, I don't think in the end this is going to help August Alcina. Uh, like it would have to be. Yeah, I mean, you have this publicity and people have eyes and ears on your music, but is the music any good apart from that? Yeah, and it sounded just it just sounded very basic. I mean, it didn't, yeah. it didn't sound like it was in, if anything, it didn't sound like it came out just today. It sounded, right. <laughs> it sounded like it was about eight to ten years old. So. Right, yeah. so I don't. Um, you know, Jada should come out with her own song. Um, I don't know if black people would listen to it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't probably not. Know what type of music she does? <laughs> but just throwing it out there. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see because I, um, I, I I don't see this. I, I probably by the end of August. Uh huh. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, by the end of next month, we won't be talking about this. Nah. So yeah. Well, anyway, just thought I'd, I'd throw people, that in there. Go out there, like she had a music career too. It was not as big as Will Smith's, but go check it out. I I imagine those she kids did. Um, with... They they uh, I don't know how many albums they have, but I know they played. They either played at Lollapalooza or one of those Family Values tours. They were on they those kind Oz. of tours. Yeah. yeah they, they did OzFest and probably more, but um, yeah, go check it out. I mean, it's... Wicked Wisdom. Is that the name? That's the yeah. name of the band, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I feel like Lenny Kravitz wrote a song for for that band. Wouldn't be surprised. It's They're a pretty heavy act. Um, I would just, you know, I don't think... I, I, can, I can imagine those kids are pretty diverse music-wise. It just, like, knowing her musical taste, it makes a lot of sense why... Um, Jaden Smith and Willow are the way they are because they they didn't grow up. What is the um from I think I love my wife uh yeah. Carrie Washington nigga ears. Yes. <laughs> they didn't grow up in a house with 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 that. I love that line from her. Um I, I love that movie, but I love that line from her. How she gets him into that Foo Fighter song. Um great movie. Have you seen that movie? Yes. Okay. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I have seen it. Um, I don't know what that is. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Ben, let's get to your earworm of the week. All right. So there's an anecdote behind this. Shout out to to Brandon. Um, he was asking on his Facebook page, um, about new rock music, and I know we had the conversation about um, did has is R and B dead? Um, I can't. Have we had a conversation about is rock dead? I know it comes up from time to time. We, I think we've kind of mentioned it, um, yeah. but we haven't had a, a an in depth conversation. Because there's always that question about a genre of music, like is it dead? And of course, no genre is dead. Like even polka is still alive. It's just is it more so? Is it in the mainstream? And so when he said that, I shared some bands on his page that I listened to in the last five years. Um, five or six years, and then I went and looked for more bands, um, and I checked out some of the Spotify, Spotify, Spotify official playlists, 
and um, found some really good stuff. And this was a song that I just kept listening to. He's got a music video for it, and it's got uh, Megan Fox in it hmm. for some reason. She's just there. Like, there's really no story to the video. It's just he wakes up in bed with her, and then, like, they're, like, outside on what looks like a high-rise apartment roof and just playing music. And at one point, he's tied up. It's really weird. Um, but probably not what you would expect from Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> hmm. um, Machine Gun Kelly does rock music now, apparently, and he plays guitar. Um, go check it out. It's not half bad. Um, Travis Barker plays drums on it because why not? You know, um, he's just keeping himself busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Bloody Valentine by rock artist Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> That's his uh, new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> if it shows up on a chart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this uh Bloody Valentine by Machine Gun Kelly and we'll be right back. Right, that is Bloody Valentine by rock artist Machine Gun Kelly. Um, I know you said Travis Barker plays the drums on it. Mm-hmm. You, no one else from Blake One Eighty Two was involved because it uh, sounds like a Blake One Eighty Two song, it, and that's it. it kind of does, even vocally, um, which is like the new kind of a lot of rock music out there nowadays. It sounds like that. Like these are kids who are heavily influenced by blink 182 by hip-hop music um it's weird like it's it's like um there's this drummer i follow on youtube who has a video he does these series on how to drum like you know specific drummers carter beaufort etc he's got one on travis barker nails it for one but it's like everyone watched that video (laughs) Mm. and they want to drum like travis barker which you know travis barker is just He's a punk drummer. He's really fast. He's he's pretty technical for a punk drummer, 
um, which most punk drummers are technical, but he's like, you know, he's, he's pretty technical. Um, but like, you can really, like at first I didn't hear it. And then I heard that, that breakdown right before the second verse. I was like, there, there he is. He can't help it. Like that is trademark Travis Barker. He can't help it. <laughs> he just can't help it. Um, so yeah, uh, you can find uh, Bloody Valentine on the BT BTT YST Earworms playlist on Spotify right now. But I can um, tell you why though people don't ask for the other guys on Blink One Eighty Two because they're just not that good at their instruments. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I can understand that. Yeah, he's by far the most talented uh, person in the band. There's a vi- really funny video of him playing like this really cool, you know, um, like drum core sounding snare line just in the studio and like they're showing him he's like incredibly concentrating intense and the camera pans over to mark hoppus the bass player and he's like he's like laughing he's like, i can barely play my instrument <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah that's why <laughs> oh man um uh i wonder if there what what other bands that there are like that to where one guy is really good at his instrument like one maybe the best in the world among the best in the world mm-hmm. but the rest of the band is just like average <laughs> at best <laughs> average. um i would say although he, they're he's a they're a decent drummer the guitar player dave bakash from um some 41 mm-hmm. really good guitar player everyone else in the band is just average like they're not like I mean like they're you know they're better than your like your average musician but like for that level of fame like he was far and away that's why he quit for a while cuz he wanted to go in a different direction and they didn't um that's one band that comes off of off the top of my head right now and then of course there's always um although this one's kind of different the whole band is talented but not the singer Limp Biscuit mm. um incredibly talented band horrible singer but like everyone like in it pisses off a lot of musicians because like you just like that band is so underused because <laughs> they're so good and then they get now you know why you want to hate me like you got it's like oh come on yeah like uh that'd uh, be a good because five though like musicians who are better than everyone else in their band because <laughs> <laughs> i know it's out there i just can't think of anyone right now but i know they're out there yeah um okay so we started the we started this show with uh the lyrically uh in depth and decadent uh oh, lift yeah. yourself <laughs> by one Kanye West. Do you know what that sample's from cuz I love that sample. Um I don't I don't I don't know it off the top of my head. I'll look it up. He's he's got the great samples, but let's not spoil this. This is Yeah. Some of my favorites. So we're uh, doing it because five Kanye West songs. Um, he's been in the news saying he's going to run for president. Then there was an article that came out that said he dropped out. But then earlier today, he had uh, his first event in Charleston, South Carolina, um, in which he's already saying some crazy stuff. He's saying that Harriet Tubman didn't free any slaves. She just <laughs> took him to work from different white people. Uh, oh, Kanye. His running mate may or may not be Joel Osteen. Um, Paul, oh, the, the 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 pastor from uh, from Texas. From, yeah. Oh, geez. Who closed okay. his church when the when Houston flooded? 
Yeah. Yeah. Him. The former Compact Center where the Houston Rockets used to play. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Okay. I'd I'd uh, I wouldn't vote for it, of course, but I'd vote. I'd I'd like to see that train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm surprised he didn't choose uh, uh, Chris Jenner, but I think he's going to have her as his Secretary of State. Or Secretary of Defense or something, because she has been able to spin a lot of nothing into her daughters becoming millionaires Mm -hmm. individually. Yeah. It's insane. And it really is. She's also made Ryan Seacrest a lot of money. So um, he he should be close to a billionaire, if not already. Yeah. but yeah, we we just because of him being in the news and you know a lot of people talking about they miss the old Kanye, we all miss the old Kanye, and we just have to accept the fact the old Kanye ain't coming back. No, he's he not. ain't coming back. No. So we have to enjoy what the old Kanye was, and um, cherish those memories because this current Kanye, um, so that's what we got. Yeah. That's that's who that's the one who's living. The old Kanye ain't coming back. Um, so we're going to pick some of our songs from the old Kanye, um, the old Kanye catalog, and but this is this includes his entire catalog. But I don't think any of us have any. We neither of us have anything past um, Jesus. Well, no, you have something from Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. My latest one is from Jesus. Uh, so, um, yeah, so let's get started with this. So Ben, what's your first honorable mention? All right. We taking it back here, uh, to late registration with we major. Great track. All right. So this is from, except from late registration, Kanye featuring Nas and really though, yeah. Um, so, truth yeah. be told, huh? Go ahead. I say, truth be told, the first time I heard this was on um, was on two K something. I don't know, but it was just really good. And I remember hearing it and like a lot of bleeping and stuff, and <laughs> having to go back and listen to it myself. I'm like, this is amazing. Such a good song. Um, trying to find out where the samples come from here. Uh, so he samples uh, "Action" by Orange Crush, and uh, I guess there's a brief sample of the live version of "Reasons" by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, okay. But yeah. Uh, and then John Bryan, of course, is one of the producers on it. But, um, I don't know if he worked on um, College Dropout, but if this is where he started as far as his collaborations with Kanye, like he's, I think he still works with him. So <laughs> to this um, day, yeah, he is um, one of the the unsung heroes of the great Kanye productions. Yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> the strip club cool if my money helps her get through school. Oh, gotta love that. 
It's such a Kanye line. <laughs> <laughs> um, get to uh, so that's that's Ben's first honorable mention. My first honorable mention is from the same album. It's the very last track of Late Registration, and it's simply called Late. Um, I, I think this. Uh, A lot of his um, stuff that had like violin in it was from I uh, forget her name, but she was she's she played violin on a few of his songs, uh, at least of the first two albums. Um, I got I got to find it. I got to I got to make this right. <laughs> so, uh, um, no, that's not it. Uh, so you just got a sample from I'm not familiar with the song The What or Not I'll Erase Your Pain Erase Away Your Pain I'm not familiar with that song But this was This was definitely His sound early on the, as they, what, the chipmunk soul is what they called it Yeah uh, he just Sped like, up you know, samples it, Yeah and it sounded I mean it sounded great um, and it was uniquely his. I can't think of anyone else who was really doing this that wasn't imitating him. Miri Ben Ari. Uh, she's a violinist. Um, I know she played on this, and a, she played on. Um, well, she played on um, Overnight Celebrity. Yeah, she played on Breathe In, Breathe Out, New Workout Plan, We Don't Care. Um, she's played on songs by Brandy, Mary J. Blige, John Legend, uh, Erica Badu, T Pain. So, if you hear some some violin and some R and B songs, it was likely her. Yeah, she was um, very popular around that time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, one of my favorite lines from this song. Uh, I don't know if it's probably towards the end, but there's a line where he says, uh, like talking about going out and like, like I'll be there in five minutes, five hours later, I'll be there in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, that's my first honorable mention. Ben, uh, tell us about your second honorable mention. Uh, all right. So, uh, this is off of, um, 808s and Heartbreaks, which was our 808s and Heartbreak, excuse me, which was an album that I sorely, sorely misunderstood when it first came out. Say you will. Um, so the first time I heard this, to be fair, was the um, Say What's Real um, freestyle from Drake yeah. on his uh, one of his mixtapes. Um, and I remember thinking, like, this is a re- this is a really good beat, not realizing that it was a, it was a Kanye West song. Um, so I go and listen to it and it's such a good song and shows that he is more than just a rapper. He can be a songwriter. And um, that's really what kind of drew me into this song. Like, it's just a beautiful song. Anyone could sing this song and it would sound good. Um, yeah, I like I like this one. It was very... Um... I think uh, for some people, it, 
808s and heartbreaks is something to it, it takes time to to understand it oh yeah i did i totally uh, mark and it's a, it, it takes a lot of time for it to be appreciated just because okay is this guy who was rapping and then he stops and then and now he's yeah. now he's doing this auto-tune stuff which was very popular at the time um and wanting to make electronic emo music basically yeah um he wanted to do he wanted to make pop music and that's how yeah. at the time that's how he saw himself um but he was going through um his mother passed uh he broke up with his girl his longtime girlfriend um and he was lost yeah uh or he he didn't he was trying to uh process everything and this would it seemed like this would have been a start but i think even in the year since like this was 2008 yeah. i don't it doesn't look like he's processed a um, lot of it no a lot a lot there like he he still has a long way to go yeah um but yeah i rem- yeah i i remember when i first heard this um at matt's ex's house matt graff who we had on um a, i think we have on a couple times um i it was on MySpace. That's how old this album is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is career suicide. I thought this was going to end his career, which made me sad because at that time I was a, I was a pretty big Kanye fan. Um, but just, you know, not realizing, okay, no, this is just a misunderstood album and this is genius. And not only is this a genius album, this is going to shape the direction of hip hop. Because... <laughs> You know, like it or not, we see where rap has gone in the last 10 years. And I think a lot of it has to do with this album. Yeah, uh, he's inspired a lot. Uh, uh, Travis Scott is probably the um, the most influenced. His music is most influenced by this album in particular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you hear what's out there and knowing how quickly music can be made now by... um, by you know i don't want to say amateur artists but like by non-famous signed artists you know from from um from their head to the studio to the masses much quicker than it you know it used to be and i think that's you know partially why we were able to see so much that was inspired by this album all right so that is your second honorable mention we get to my second honorable mention um this was not a single, but this was one of my favorite songs on um, on his first album, College Dropout, and it's called Spaceship. Um, oh, okay. Uh, what's funny about this is that, like, with the College Dropout, and it kind of the the at the the time period and kind of the hesitancy of of uh, Rockefeller to sign him is that he wasn't he wasn't street enough and the the stuff that he rapped about it wasn't really street yeah um his first the first verse of the song his when he worked at the gap and the, the discrimination he faced <laughs> from working in the gap <laughs> um 
and you talked about how and this is the where the the line making five beats a day every day for three summers came from but but for him to like he would he wanted to uh he was a guy who was you know he's interested in fashion and and I got, had to have been at the time he wanted to wear nice clothes or he wanted to be in a place where he might be like have the opportunity to use that employee discount or whatever but so he wants to work at the gap uh which black people really don't i don't think a lot of people associate themselves with the gap a lot of black people don't associate themselves with with that store I used and to not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, it, it would make him seem like a an upstanding person or, or whatever. Some people who, who want to work at the Gap see it, there's some reason behind it. And and I think that um, that was relatable to some people. And that that like I relate to the song as far as like trying to fit in when you're in a in a place where you're going to see mostly white people and then they look at you a certain way. Um, it doesn't it it doesn't stop with like the discrimination or the prejudice doesn't. Um, it's not always in the same place. It's not always like in. Um, in school or you know in your own neighborhood your own black neighborhood whatever however you might want to look at that but I think that song related to a lot of people who you can say that if they grew up in the suburbs if you want to call it that but I think like a song like this related to people in a lot of ways um, and what they had to deal with and it's not that they are not to say that there's anything wrong with people who rapped about drugs or crime or anything like that, because that was their story. But the people who don't relate to that, they might have a story too. Agreed. Uh, so that featured GLC and Consequence, uh, an early frequent collaborator with Kanye. Um, so yeah, that's on the college dropout. Uh, so. Let's get to your number five, Ben. Number five. So, um, even though I have this at number five, I do think this is one of his best um, recordings ever. <laughs> but I did come on. I did come on to it a little bit later, so I could not put it ahead of some other songs. But this is Ultralight Beam, and it's different, man. Like it's just. It's ambitious, and I think this is um, this is what Kanye became. I would say after, or say maybe post, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. He just became ambitious. He wasn't a rapper anymore. Like he was a rapper, but he was not a rapper. Rappers don't make songs like this. Like there is no beat to this song. <laughs> Like it's like it's a lot of just it's very sparse and a lot of singing and like it's just yeah yeah uh, with this one um, I remember he performed this on Saturday Night Live um, mm-hmm. and 
yeah, there was that. Um, I understand he, he, you know, him being ambitious, but in some cases he didn't give himself the, the time or maybe, I don't know if he was actually rushed. He had to beat a deadline or if, you know, he was so, um, distracted or, or, or he just had other ambitions where he couldn't focus. Um, because with my beautiful dark, this twisted fantasy, which if someone says that's his best album, I'm not going to hold you on that. I'm not, not going to argue with you on that. It's really good. Um, with, uh, you know, with Jesus, um, I don't think he, it feels incomplete. It seems like he didn't give himself enough time to put it together, but he had to beat a deadline. And the reason why there's no cover art for it is because, uh, that's the way he kind of presented it. Like he had to do some fashion show in Paris. So he went to Rick Rubin's house and handed him a blank CD that looked just like that. It's like, this is the album. And then he left. (laughs) Um, the life of Pablo, he's trying to get back to that, but he, but he's doing other things. He has other inspirations. Updates to it. (laughs) Yeah. While it was on streaming. Yeah. He was, yeah. There were a lot, there were, it seems like it was like every day, like, okay, yeah. I f- actually finished this song, <laughs> but and this was there. Yeah. So different versions of the song. That's partially why I came onto this so late because for one, it was a title exclusive with, and I'm not getting title. Sorry. I'm just not doing that. Um, it's so $1 now. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Nobody wants it. Um, I, so I didn't hear this song maybe until like a year and a half ago. Maybe. Mm. Because uh, somebody suggested it, I forget where, but like the vocals, and I mean, like, and I feel bad because like he is not the main attraction on this song, but it's still such a good song. Yeah, I mean, this could this could be mistaken for a Chance the Rapper song because he's he's the most prominent. Um, yeah. he has the most prominent verse on it. The choir sounds good, and like I said, like there's like as far as people for the most part, there's like really no beat like the drums come in but it still works yeah and i don't know have you seen any of the stuff from sunday service that he did i've seen i've seen some clips um they did this one and it sounded amazing yeah i love chance (laughs) (laughs) all right so that is your number five Mm mm-hmm my number five, uh, it again from late registration, and um, it is diamonds from Sierra Leone. I remember when this first came out. I should have guessed this one. You were you were really into this song when it first came out. <laughs> what I liked is that it's so um, one the 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 diamonds are forever. Uh, the, the sample of that from the I know I can't remember which James Bond movie it is because um, I don't think that's a James Bond movie Diamonds Are Forever isn't a James Bond movie is it I don't know I haven't seen um, all of them I think so <laughs> let's let's google that or it could be a um, I don't know um, but this was when the uh, you you saw more of Kanye's ego on display. Um, 
which I appreciated at the time um, because a lot of people didn't really still didn't think that he was any good, that he was yep. just this like this, uh, this rapper that a lot of people can't relate to, but it was a different, he had a different demographic, uh, that, that could relate to him. Um, and I, this was something where I think this was an ambitious song with trying to come out with something that, uh, there was no sophomore slump. Yeah. Um, because a lot of artists on labels like Rockefeller and bad boy and no limit, don't Cash get a money. second album. The, the second, well, they give that one. It's not that good. Yeah, or it's bad. If it's good, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, um, but he, um, yeah, this was this was when the, the ego started growing, and it was also ambitious video. It's in black and white. I think it was filmed in Paris. Yep. Uh, so he 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 went he tried to go bigger with the second album and it started with this song which is funny because now that i think about it i didn't realize this is only his second album yeah because it just seemed like with the video and everything it didn't seem like something you would do in your second album um, no, it feels like you you have to dial it back a little bit or yeah. is the first one so big that you can do this like it it, it's hard to to find a balance with it, but I think that, and a lot of people talk about like how Kanye's in debt and stuff because he he does he tries to go big with everything, and mm-hmm. ends up spending a lot of his own money or borrowing or anything like that. I don't know what the exact story is, but I don't know if this if it was the case here if it if that was the case here. But I mean he the, he he wanted to go big and have a big gigantic single with the second album just so it doesn't seem like you can't say you can't say that he fell off in some way mm-hmm. I just man I'm I just I'm and really this brings back memories because you were the person that introduced me to this song um and I remember thinking like I haven't heard from him in a while what's he been doing <laughs> like I did and it's just like oh he this is the new you know I remember that. There's a lot of hype around this song when it came out. Um, and then famously on the remix with Jay Z, um, Jay Z had a much better verse than than him, and then Kanye referenced it on graduation <laughs> about this particular <laughs> song. So yeah, which All is right. okay. I mean, it's it's Jay Z, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Uh, number four. Uh, number four. All right. So, um, we're going with flashing lights here. Um, I love this song. This is from which album is this from? Gra- this is from graduation. Yeah, graduation with the bear on the front. Um, that was when I felt like he was, here we are just discussing his, this man's career here. Um, <laughs> like he isn't still active, but it feels like he's not. Um, so this was the album, of course, where he had gone on tour with U2 and he saw what they were doing and he wanted bigger songs. He wanted yeah. he wanted stadium anthems. And definitely. Huh? I said definitely. Yeah. And this is one of those type of songs um, that along with the first single, Can't Tell Me Nothing, which had a huge sounding sing along hook. But this one just is like 
in terms of production is just a big song and it sounds really good um what's funny is that uh during this um i don't i don't know if a lot of people realize this but uh that went to west georgia with me and know why i do with with as far as being a sound designer um i did a quote-unquote original score for one for our production of the shape of things and the soundtrack was definitely in the or the score or whatever was definitely inspired by this album because it came out at like almost the exact same time um the percussion for this song i found the <laughs> i think he did this because I, I had been paying attention to stuff I when using GarageBand yeah. I could find st- I would hear like stuff in commercials or like oh they got that from GarageBand because <laughs> they didn't they didn't copyright it you could just use it right but what he did with this is he took a um, he took a I think it was a uh, like an 808 loop some kind of 808 drum machine loop and he changed it to you can change the settings like the the the, the beats will stay the same but it will just sound different mm-hmm. and I think he did that and I and I ended up doing I, I found I can't remember what it was exactly but I did the I had the exact same percussion for one of the songs in the play <laughs> nice. it's the exact same uh, so I so yeah he made this on on GarageBand or it might have been um, it might have been Logic Pro because that's GarageBand with a lot more stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you ever see the video for this song? Oh yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they kind of ripped on it in um, my songs. Know what you did in the dark with Fallout yeah. Boy and Two Chains. Yeah. I feel like they were if they weren't heavily inspired by that, then they're lying. Like it was just, it wasn't a shot for shot remake, but it was heavily inspired by him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is you know one of my first introductions to Joelle as a singer, mm-hmm. um, who is also on another song. Um, spoiler alert on one of on on this list of mine. So yeah. All right, we'll get to that soon. All right, so my uh, number four is from um it's from Jesus uh it's one of only two songs that I like from the album <laughs> so but uh I like that um this song was produced by Daft Punk um this is Black Skinhead um, I always knew this song, but I never knew the name of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they said with Jesus, it wasn't finished. Uh, he performed this song, uh, like New Slaves was the first single in which the video was him. It was just on some like projectors around the country. <laughs> uh, that's how he debuted the video. And he performed New Slaves and Black Skinhead on SNL. The lyrics are different. The lyrics from the SNL performance and the ones from 
the album are different because I think on SNL he made a reference to LeBron as far as when he left Cleveland and they burned his jersey when he left mm-hmm. Cleveland the first time. Um. Yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. Keep it three hundred like the, the Romans. I love they that weren't line. the Romans. That was, it was <laughs> historically. It's uh, as far as for historical accuracy, it's wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> I will say, after subsequent, like after the years have gone by and subsequent listens, it's not as shocking as it was when I first heard it. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I was just, you know, I, I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, is this even like it, it's like you said, it sounded like it was not finished. Yeah. You know, but it was it was like he's Kanye, so I guess he could sort of get away with it. I mean, I definitely don't feel like this was one of his bigger albums. It did well because of his name, but like it already did OK because of his name. But like it definitely was one that I, I just I skipped at the time. <laughs> Um, I uh, one thing that the what is what has stopped the I guess the momentum or, or how this this song actually could kind of be um, anthemic and empowering to black people, especially now, uh, mm-hmm. is how the song has been used uh, since. Um, it was used in the trailer for The Wolf of Wall Street, and that really that really bothered me and I still can't bring myself to watch the Wolf of Wall Street because of how they use that song in the trailer. You're missing out, but I'm pretty saying. sure it's a good movie, but that was the turn. That was a total turnoff for me. It was like, what does black skinhead have to do with this? Oh, it, was, it, was purely, <laughs> it was purely a sonic choice. <laughs> you got to do better than that. Purely a sonic that, choice. You got to do better than that. I'm I'm sorry. You have to do better. It would have worked better if it was in the trailer for Black Panther. I I, I think they I used guess. um Bag Back by uh Vince Staples right. instead. They used a, I know they used a lot of the trailers. I run the Jewel song, I can't think of the name of it. Um a highly underrated. Well, I don't want to say underrated cuz I think they get respect, but uh they should be more famous. <laughs> uh quick story with um I think I told you this with uh Run the Jewels. So um, at the radio station where I worked, um, we had a couple of shows where the guys were, they were Trump supporters. They are very conservative, uh, very conservative views. And in reference to Atlanta, they made a lot of jokes about killer Mike. And they kept saying that, well, killer Mike hasn't come out with an album with it since 2003. I'm like, Whoa. y'all haven't heard of, um, <laughs> y'all ain't heard of run the jewels. so um so yeah yeah it's called legend has it great song was used in all the a lot of the run the jewels uh run Run the jewels trailers the black panther trailers um but yeah that's sad they they didn't know but whatever i mean they they were older older guys so oh okay yeah fake news they don't pay attention they yeah. don't they don't research clearly. <laughs> um so Ben, let's get to your number three. All right. So my number three is um this is the oldest on my list. Um all falls down. Um this song was one of the soundtracks of my sophomore year of college. 
I mean, this was a great song, man. It still is a great song, but just like when it came out, man, like. And uh, it is it has gotten um, it has lived on through a particular meme in which uh, people ask what happened to Stacey Dash and Kanye in that bathroom bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, Stacey Dash in this in this video in all of her glory, beautiful glory. Um, such a great song. And I remember when this song came out and the line that everyone focuses on, we all self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. Like he's essentially, I think one of the reasons I really like this song is because the same reason I like the boondocks, he's telling black people the truth that we might not want to hear. Yeah. Um, the boondocks does it a little more in a little more of a harsh way. (laughs) especially with the juxtaposition of Huey and um, and Riley, but this song, he talks about the things he sees in him in himself and cautions other black people from doing these things. Like, I can't even go to the grocery store without some ones that's clean in a shirt with the team. It's just like, it, just all the, I, I just love it. It's just like, it's these truths that I paid attention to. <laughs> well, like you So talk- that I did not do them. Well, like you talked about before, like with, um, on Spaceship, where he's talking about working at the Gap, and dealing with discrimination. Yeah. The first the first verse about this song, he's talking about like I don't know if it was the the, the exact story, maybe he combined some stuff, but he talked about his his then girlfriend's mom as far as her having a baby and being in school and trying to figure out what she wanted to do with her life. Yeah. Um so I mean, who who talks about something like that? And able to like make a uh, make a song about it or create this story uh, from that angle. Yeah, um, I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> you still a nigga in a coop? Oh man, it's just ah, just these truths he was just spitting. Where is this Kanye? He <sighs> he's gone, man. He is gone. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> this this guy is gone and yeah um like the this is an evolution of we've seen the evolution of Kanye into something that like I said they, they well I don't know if I mentioned this to you but I've told some people that there is a short list of black people who are polarizing within black with like within the black community I feel weird saying black community now but y'all understand what I mean <laughs> And uh, he's on Kanye is on that list, um, along with Louis Farrakhan, uh, Bill Cosby. Um, the list is fluid. So those are the three guys who are on the list right now. And they are related to Chicago in some way. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so the water in Chicago, then. <laughs> so that is number three. Your number three. Um Give me a second to pull mine up here. Uh, well, you you mentioned this song before, and so I, I didn't want to say too much about it. But uh, my number three is from graduation is Can't Tell Me Nothing. This is a great song. Um, Probably the, I, the the song is great. My favorite thing about it, honestly, is the uh, Jeezy ad-libs. Uh, <laughs> because it's just, it, it, it really does add to the song. Like, it's not the same without them. 
Um, I will say the first time I heard it, I thought I got a bad, you know, because it was back in the in the Kazaa LimeWire day, so I yeah. thought I had a bad copy. <laughs> because people would, you would DJ Clue, for those of you who don't know who he oh, is, yeah, he's talking on all on the track. Yeah, he would do those, and so like random people would like, like pollute. That's because that's what I'm gonna call it. They would pollute these MP3s with that, you know. And <laughs> you sitting there thinking you got that, and you're like, no shit, no shit. And you're like, oh, like everybody was doing it. Yeah. But these were real. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like he. It's almost kind of like the ad libs that Diddy would try to throw in some of his tracks, and they just weren't as good. Not as good. But these work. These work very well. And I don't. I'm not even a Jeezy fan. But these work. And um, you know. Uh, this is a song where it. I think a lot of people trying to, um, I guess, try to tell him how he should do things. And yeah, <laughs> just a lot of people just tried to tell him how to do things. Um, one of my, my, my favorite line is the, is the very first line. It was like, I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. Yep. I told God I'd be back in a second. <laughs> like, that is, again, that's the 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 ego getting even bigger because this is the third yeah. album. Ego getting uh, bigger, the self awareness getting yeah. bigger. Yeah. Um, I've always felt, which is so weird to see how he is now. I've always felt he was one of the more self aware artists. Um. Like he he knows what he's supposed to do, but he just didn't care. <laughs> like he knew the responsible thing to do, but he just like oh, I don't care. I bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through. Like it's it's yeah. Yeah, he was um. He was obsessed with what he wore, like how he looked. Mm-hmm. What, like it had to he had to be um. Was it in this song where he said like you ain't up on this? I think that was another a different song, but him Just trying home, to you ain't up on this. Like yeah, that was uh the last one. Yeah, all falls so, down. Yeah. So him trying to set himself apart. Um, yeah. Because he just felt that he, that he was that's the kind of guy he was. He's the trendsetter. He's the tastemaker. Yeah. Um. And now like everybody, he even made there was a song he did with uh, a group called NASA. And um, you talking about how he was wearing like tight jeans, and then everyone started wearing tight jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, or the skinny jeans, basically. So yeah, that's how he that's how he was seeing himself at the time. Probably still sees himself that way, but not a lot of people are wearing um, MAGA hats on purpose mm-hmm. that he might think would wear them. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Number two, Ben, what you got? What about your number? Um, did we do your number? That was oh, my that number was three. Number. Sorry, um, I because that was like I said with this list. This is one of those lists where it could change, and um, this barely did not. That song barely did not make my list, so I thought it was <laughs> <laughs> on mine. Okay, so my number two, um, 
another song that blew me away the first time I heard it. Uh, we're talking about Power. Um, freaking amazing here. song. Here we go. Huh? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, just amazing song. Um, yeah, this is another one of those songs that, you know, I just listened to constantly when it came out. Um, you know, understanding that this was going to be a special album. Yeah. Um, I had the same feeling after hearing that song, hearing this song. Um, you know, it felt like he was. This was probably the last time that anyone heard Kanye and thought Kanye's back as far as after graduation. And then he comes out with 808s. Regular? Yeah. Okay, I lost you for a second. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, this was the last. This was the probably one of the last moments in which we felt. I think people were excited about new Kanye music, um, as far as like on a on a major scale. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, the hardcore fan base. You know, they liked Jesus and Life of Pablo, and even uh, Yay, but. This was this was one of the last times where a lot of people I think were super excited about him making new music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like from just a production standpoint. First off, great freaking like just a, a, a amazing sample in 21st Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson. Yeah. Um, and then like not only does he sample that there's you know the guitar in that that's playing during the verses is not sampled someone played that and it's very well played and it fits in there so well and then he brings in like this really nice piano lick and the last verse ends it with Joelle singing this really beautiful melody it like from start to finish this song is amazing and he's got some great lines um he even uh, made a what's funny is like he I think I can't remember what sketch it was on SNL that they made fun of him and then uh, one of the lines in this song is fuck SNL and the whole cast but then he ended up performing this song on SNL that's <laughs> so, hilarious um, so yeah um, and the video was when we just zooming out on a still photo yeah, if you ever get a chance, yeah. go and read up on all of the references and Easter eggs in that video. There's a ton of them. Yeah. In that video. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this yeah, this song's just so good. So this is from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Uh which I, I would I say don't maybe it's his best list. album. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, think I it's just, his most it's it's kind of like the, the the peak it had like all the stuff from all the all the rapping and the and the production of the first his first three albums combined with what he was doing with the fourth album and he put all of that together here i think it's his it's his most complete album of everything that he wanted he wants to do he got i think he yeah. got to finally do everything he wanted to do the yeah. only thing that felt incomplete about the album was the video for Monster. It felt mm-hmm. like they only did like half of it. 
<laughs> and then everything else is B-roll, but that's just that's yeah. that's with the music video, not really with the album. Gotta love that harmony; it's just beautiful. It's just so, ah, oh God, yeah, yeah. It's just and just the sample is just like who thinks to sample twenty-first century schizoid man in a rap song and make it sound good? Yeah. Like it's yeah. All right, so okay. that um <laughs> <laughs> that was your number 2. My number 2, it's it's kind of cheating um because we don't yeah, it's kind of cheating, but it it should it counts because he's on the song and um I'm just going to play it. Okay. Oh! <laughs> I probably just woke my wife up, but I don't care. Now this is a good song. This is a very good song. Um. So yeah, this was summer 2011 for me. Um, hearing it, and um, when I was in Connecticut, hearing the stories that when they were on tour, they would play this song 30 times in a row. And they're and people are going crazy every single time. It's it's one of those songs. Um, yeah, it just it just it, it just gets people it gets it gets the people going <laughs> like, yeah. like the the clip from uh, Blades of Glory, you know. Um, I'm curious what Will, Will thinks of Pink's. Um, but the, the thing that I liked about this song and it, it kind of encapsulates the entire album, uh, this was a victory lap for Jay-Z and Kanye. Oh yeah. They are, they are bragging. They are, they are, they're just basking in the, in the glory of everything they've done up to this point. And, um, I, I don't know if they're friends now, but they were definitely very good friends at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and they, it's called niggas in Paris. Cause they were, they recorded this in Paris. And most of the album is recorded in Paris, I believe. Um, but this is just like looking at them and, and how they came up, you wouldn't expect them to be at this point. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, like, Watch the Throne is a victory lap uh, of just everything that they they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. So like, at this point, let's just make something, let's just make something great. Um, uh, see, I'm the illest because I'm suffering from real, that's my favorite part here. <laughs> Oh so, God! I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets gross. the people going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is one of those. This is one of those anthems, or or something. However you want, it, however you want to put it. So, um, it's funny. I heard this song yeah. before I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I seen the movie the first, song but that he was re- re- referencing. Yeah, wasn't it like something by Foreigner or Journey or it was, something? It's Humps. 
Oh, it was my, my hopes. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the song he's referencing, and I was like, uh, it's not even, not even that good of a song. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, that's my number two. All right, Ben. We're at number one. Um, I believe this is one of the greatest songs of all time. I'd probably, I, it's, it's within my top fifty, at least. I haven't placed it, of course, but um, this is all of the lights. Um, yeah, I remember the first time hearing this song. Um, I think we checked it out because of the video. Supposed to give you seizures or whatever because of yeah. all the lights and stuff. <laughs> Watch it over at Matt's old apartment, and just remember being absolutely blown away from it. Rihanna looks amazing in the in the video, by the way. But the song itself is just bombastic. That's the only thing I can think of to describe it. It's, it's bombastic. It's exciting. It's it's just everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It has it has a went uh, with a big sound. Um. I can't remember how many. Yeah voices he combined a ton but it yeah it's a lot it had uh the lead singer from larue it had kid cuddy um i think elton, elton john, john mm-hmm. um uh mary j blige maybe i don't know but it, <laughs> it was like yeah f- like make 30 people I, or maybe 100 i don't know but it was, it was a lot of people it was a I lot know, of people elton john and john legend both played uh piano wanted um it's just i mean and it's just like i don't even really know exactly what he's trying to say in the song i don't care um it's just it's just an amazing just i just god i just i yeah i just love this song to death um Let's see like if I there's just, anything yeah, that has like the people he had on it. Like I just feel like it's his most it's his best written song from a song standpoint. Like I know he's rapping, but it's almost like he's singing the verses. Yeah. Um and it's just he's it's just like the, the horns and just the way the chords are written, they're written to, they're written to sound like suspenseful and just it just and you've got the the really beautiful intro that's right before it that's played by Elton John. Yeah, it's just uh, everything about this song is just great. I can't think of anything I don't like about this song. Um, co-written by uh, Jeff Basker, who co-wrote um, "Lose Yourself" with Eminem. Um, really though, it, Fergie, Fergie is credited as a song as a co-writer. Uh, the dream. Dream is um, amazing. <laughs> he also had Alicia Keys, Fergie, Kid Cudi, Elton John, Drake, and Rihanna as those vocalists. Um. Uh, who else did he have? He had Charlie Wilson, Ryan Leslie, um, Tony Williams. Alvin Fields, Ken Lewis. Um, I feel like there was more people than that, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I agree that it was, uh, um, he went big with this song. I mean, this is something you hear marching bands play a lot. Yeah. 
I think that's one of the, the measuring greatest, stick for me. <laughs> I think one of the greatest tragedies though is that this was not um this was not nominated for Song of the Year. Yes, it was. It was? It was. Oh, was it Record of the Year? It was not nominated for Record of the Year. But it was nominated for Song of the Year. Then I probably stopped paying attention to the Grammys at that point. Uh let's see who did Holy they... crap, it really was. It lost to Rolling in the Deep. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it lost a rolling in the deep. Um, but yeah. I did not know that. I had stopped paying attention by then. Yeah. This was 2012. And yeah, 2010 is when I stopped paying attention. Because single ladies beat out um, pretty wings. And I just stopped paying attention. <laughs> I think the next I did look the next year because I remember when Need You Now beat out um, Fuck You and mm. I did not like that either I think Need You Now is a great song but I felt that Fuck You was and so I really just stopped so I didn't I have not paid attention to the Grammys since 2010 2011 so literally the year after I stopped paying attention it gets nominated <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious I did not know that it should have won it, it should have been rolling in the deep I think so. I mean, Rolling the Deep is a good song. Don't get me wrong, but like, this is just, I don't know. That's interesting. That I, I, I that it's like they nominate the right people, but then the wrong people win, you know? Yeah. Um, he's never won in the, in any of the general categories. I don't think because, um, let me pull up his awards. Like it's crazy. Like single ladies beat poker face, pretty wings, you somebody and you belong with me. Like I just that blows my mind. And rolling in the deep beat all of the lights, the cave, which I did not think was a great song, grenade, which I did not think was a great song, and Holocene by Bonnie Bear. So it's kind of a two person race there. <laughs> <laughs> um Let's see. I'm trying to pull up what he, I like. I said he's never won in the um, in any of the the big four. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he's even being nominated for. Um, he's got one song of the year. Uh, he was nominated for record of the year for Gold Digger. Uh, song of the year for American Boy. All of the lights. A lot of writers on that one though. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll get to my number one because it was also nominated for Song of the Year and he did not win. Um, this is from College Dropout, and I think this song just put him on a different level than any other rap artist we were hearing at the time. Now, this one is one of those songs where um, the last rapper I had heard to do a gospel song was MC Hammer. <laughs> but it wasn't it, but it wasn't serious it was not a you know he did the do not pass me by and pray which actually pray is not a bad song and a great sample with the if doves could cry but like nothing this serious had been done um this is a great song um the interesting thing with this song is that it um christian music uh, artists or fans were torn 
uh, because they understood the overall message, but couldn't get past the profanity. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, people just couldn't get past that. What's interesting is that it was nominated for, um, what are the, the, like the Christian Grammys? Um, <laughs> so this is another year that had some I think heavy the Dove hitters Awards. that he lost. Huh? What, uh, go ahead. So of course, um, if I ain't got you, Alicia Keys, Jesus mm-hmm. walks, mm-hmm. live like you were dying, which was like, that was like the Tim McGraw song. And then the reason by Hoobastank, because why not? Um, of course, Lost to Daughters by John Mayer, in which he, you know, basically gave half of the Grammy to Alicia Keys because he felt like she should have, you know, you know, her song was equally as good, um, which I thought that was nice because that was his first song of the year. And she had just won a couple of years prior with yeah. Fallen, but um, which I just maintain that Alicia Keys is one of the great singer songwriters of R&B and yes I call her a singer songwriter and I wish other people would she is not just a singer she is a singer songwriter she writes her music but um like this was back when I still kind of believed in the Grammys um and I still wanted to win one so <laughs> yeah some great I mean there was some great you know early in the year I'm looking at the year before The Rising by Bruce Springsteen was nominated that was a great song but um I mean, I don't. I, it, it'd be hard for me to say that it, this song should have won that year, but like, I'm glad it got nominated. Well, yeah, it's all. It's very rare for for rap songs to be nominated. Like the year before, you had "Lose Yourself," and before that, um, um. I don't see any. I don't see any. I forgot that Lean on Me by Kurt Franklin had gotten nominated. Forgot about that. I feel like it had happened before. Okay, this is Song of the Year. Okay, I'm not so sure. Um, yeah. I, 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 there was the. I think um, Eminem was first. When, and then <laughs> the living years. <laughs> oh man. No, not him. No, Kanye. He no. He's the first. He's the first rap artist to be nominated for Song of the Year. I thought it was you lose yourself in two thousand four. That was the next year. I'm not not according to this. Oh no, never mind. It was the year before. So Eminem was first. Kanye and Kanye was second, and then Kanye is the, the next year. Yes, it hasn't really. It just hasn't been the most respected category. Um, I always put when it comes to the Academy, I always put rap and I want to say rock, but more so heavy rock, hard rock in the same categories. They're just two. Um, they're two genres that the Academy just does not get. Yeah. Um, they've at least come around to hip hop and rap. Um, because of its popularity, of course, metal, when it was popular, they, they just missed the, they missed the boat. You know, it's just, it's not popular anymore, but rap was gaining popularity. And so now they, you know, they understand it a little bit better. And as much as I don't like the song single ladies, I don't think single ladies gets nominated 20 years ago. You know, it's just, it's got a lot of hip hop elements to it. 
and I just don't think it gets nominated 20 years ago, but now it does. And that kind of goes to show where we've come in terms of them understanding. I mean, hell, this is America, a rap song, one song of the year. Yeah. And that is the, let me check. I think that was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've also got, you know, yeah, that um, was the all first. the stars is nominated that year as well as God's plan. So it's like they're coming around. <laughs> yeah. Well, last year um, or this past one, there wasn't any. The clo- They probably say tell you that Truth Hurts was. No. I bet you that's what they say. Well, I'm not oh, saying okay. it is, it was, I'm just uh, saying that's what they'll tell that's yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll say that's a that's a rap song. Okay, that's what they'll tell you. Yeah, it's like oh, we nominated you know Truth Hurts by Lizzo, and I, you and I would be like, that's not a rap song. They'd be like, well, you know, you know, it's a rap song. <laughs> okay, well, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're they're coming around. They're coming around. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Sure. But they they missed the boat on hard rock. Like that's. Like if they did that, that'd be like like the year that Sturgill Simpson got nominated. <laughs> like if they did it, it's be like, whoa! Like did you hear like? And it, it'd be someone like Metallica, like oh wow, they like nominated just because they're like you know they're old, they've been around, and they've never gotten one. They just nominate them just for the hell of it, just to, you know, as a as a vanguard type thing. Yeah, they missed the boat on that. Well, uh, that will do it for our. Um because five about the old Kanye maybe he'll hear this and you know he'll be inspired yeah maybe I'm I'm not betting on it though I can't do it (laughs) (laughs) um so Trump does not care about black people he needs to do it (laughs) (laughs) he needs to that's how I know he's back when he says that um yeah but he he said it was all a ploy but then after today it's like he's just trying to draw votes like this was put together so it would draw votes from from Joe Biden yeah this is how I look at it man like some people don't I don't know we we talked about this before I guess kind of like why the because five list why we have what you call it because five or when people are faced with a choice between two things. Um, somebody always wants to put in a third option. That's that's not the point of this. Not to say that we should only have a two party system. I think there should be more, but I feel like there's there shouldn't be there should be more money behind those third and fourth parties. But if it's going to come down really to two people. Mm-hmm. Some people like, okay, if you want Trump out, okay, I get that. But just because you don't like the other choice means you're not going to vote at all. There then, are people that that's that did that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that doesn't help anything. Nah. And it, it's I know you don't want to. You know, if it's uh, we these we just have to pick between the lesser two evils, then that's what we got right now until 2024. 
Okay. Yeah. That's the best we got right now. Like some people don't like to accept the options that they actually have. And I mean, you don't get, it doesn't all, you don't get to have it your way all the time. And some people people are really inconvenienced like by that. You can include this whole, the mat wearing a mask in public is not a political thing. How is something that is, could affect your actual life, your ability to live and breathe something political. I'll send you a video that explains it perfectly. Shout out to, I don't know if he would ever hear this. And I would love it if he shouted us out back. That'd be amazing. But Renegade Cut, he um, he makes videos on YouTube that are some of the best I've ever seen in terms of explaining political and socioeconomic issues. Um, I follow him on Twitter. He's one of the few people I follow on Twitter, and I, and I follow his YouTube page. And I'll send you the video because he, he, he puts out content like a madman, like every week and they're like very long in depth research videos, but he, he explains it very well and I'm not going to try to explain it for him. I'll just let you listen to him do it. All right. And, um, yeah, it, it just, uh, it's, it's kind of like, like, well, I, I may have said this on the podcast before, but, or talked to you about it, but the, like when, um, I was talking about the podcast I listened to where the guy, him and his friend, when they were kids, was talking about who's the best point guard in the NBA. He would say Magic Johnson. <laughs> the other guy would say Isaiah Thomas, and they would go back and forth. But then a third person would come in and say, what about Fat Lever? No one – Kanye is the Fat Lever of this election. Okay, guys? Yes. <laughs> He's the that. Fat Lever of this election. Nothing against him, really, but no. <laughs> yeah. I think people saw the episode of South Park – where they talked about is you're voting for either a douche or a turd sandwich and took it too literal or maybe just were unintelligent and too unintelligent to understand that they're not telling you to not vote. And I think maybe some people got that from them because to sometimes not vote. A, Yeah, I think that's what some people, because I think that around that time they also did the video of, the voter dial. And I don't watch a lot of South Park and I don't claim to be a big fan of them or understand them completely, but I don't think that's what they were talking about. I think if anything, it's satire, which I do believe South Park is some, they're, you know, one of the best at satire. I think that's all it was because they had several episodes about the douche or the turd sandwich, the people who celebrated too hard when Obama lost versus the people who thought that the world was going to, or when Obama won versus the people who, who went overboard and wanted to kill themselves when John McCain lost. Like it's, it's just satire. They're not saying don't vote. They're just satirizing the situation. Yeah. And I think some people are like, well, they're both the same and douche and a turd sandwich. Why vote? No, just vote. <laughs> <laughs> just vote. If you vote for a turd sandwich, that's fine. Tip, truthfully, I don't care who you vote for. Just do it. Yeah. I would encourage people just to, to vote. Um, and, it, I mean, that's that's one of the most noble actions you can do as a mm-hmm. citizen is to vote. And I feel like if you don't vote, not to say that you I mean, you can complain all you want. You can criticize all you want. But it doesn't hold any weight, though, if you don't yeah. vote. Yeah. I mean, Some people say, right like, you don't have vote. the right to say anything. I mean, you can say something, but I don't have to you. you it doesn't hold water. 
Yeah. You didn't do what little you could do about the situation. <laughs> Voting is one of the, the smallest thing you could do. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's one among the most noble things you can do. Yeah. Because at least you you said what you had to say with mm-hmm. how you vote. And a shout out to, I don't know if he listens, but Josh, who was out there early, early out in Carrollton, man, um, trying to get black people to register to vote. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, spoiler alert, Josh is not black. <laughs> but Josh is out there like trying to get black people registered to vote. He was driving them in his car. He was doing everything he could. And, you know, it wasn't really until, because I wasn't all that woke in college, but it wasn't until later that I realized the importance of, as a black person, voting. You know, now seeing, you know, all of the things that are being done to try to prevent, you know, people of color or poor people from voting. Um, you know, now I realize, I, oh, shit, it was it's pretty important. I needed to be voting. <laughs> yeah, the so, first time I voted you know, was in the uh, first time I voted was in the 2008 election. Yeah, um, I think that, I voted I before doing, that, but I don't remember. Yes, that was the one with Barack Obama. But I didn't know about registering to vote. I didn't know uh, like uh, that I had to do it. I thought I could just go and vote and realize I'd do all these other stuff. But it's not mm-hmm. as complicated now. I mean, you can register online to vote now. Yeah, but um, that's what. But that's what they want. If you're a person of color or a poor person or, you know, the wrong type of poor person, let's be clear here. Um, that's what they want you to think. They don't want you to vote because they don't want you to have that voice. So now that and, people. Yeah. Like you said, like now that people know to vote or, you know, what the what they have to do to be registered. And it's it's not hard at all that now that the these districts are changing and now you hear about all the gerrymandering and and how people will overwhelmingly vote, but it's like they're voting in a different area. So it counts for this area. Gerrymandering. Yeah. I, I, if we had another 30 minutes, I could talk about gerrymandering and, and the plan that (laughs) got set into play back when Newt Gingrich was in office that we are now just seeing the culmination of, um, for them to ensure that they had at the start of the decade they had they wanted to be able to control the majority of state governments because those are the people that draw the lines and so yeah but like I said I don't have another 30 minutes to talk about that but yeah. if reach out to me on Twitter or on Instagram or Facebook if you're interested because I've got plenty of literature and podcasts that explain it in a much better fashion than I could that will show you that this is a this is a 30 year plot nearly 30 year plot yeah, there's a um, there's a video I saw about in North Carolina where the. Um, I think it's the North Carolina Central campus, like mm-hmm. this one street in the middle of the campus is is the line um, between districts. Yeah. Luckily, a lot of this stuff is being challenged in courts and being, you know, touted as unconstitutional. So that's good. But. It's not happening as much as it needs to be happening. Yeah. So. And for those who who don't know, North Carolina Central is an HBCU. And for people who live on this side of the street or or that campus, um, if they're registered to vote, they're registered to vote in a certain district, not the district that they think that they're in. 
So it's like their votes count somewhere else and they don't count in this district, which would be important to winning that district to then to that county or city and, and that state. So it's gerrymandering uh, is equal to um, shenanigans as far as that's that's one of my favorite words recently. Shenanigans. shenanigans. But that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Great restaurant. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have the restaurant right in um in a waiting. Yeah, waiting. Yeah, waiting and I guess technically office was office space because waiting was the sequel to office space, right? Because um, they worked at the restaurant shenanigans, which is supposed so. to be Bennigan's. Yeah, something like that. And yeah, <laughs> great, great movie. Underrated, but yeah, oh man, early Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's get to my earworm of the week. Um. This is their second appearance on this list, or actually third. Um, this is the Australian duo Eka. Um, they're called Eka. They're both named Rebecca. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so this was, I think, their latest single, or their yeah, their latest single called "Room for Love." Uh, I like the video because they had it was after the, you know, the world went into lockdown. So um, they just sent the video, sent the song to fans and fans made their own little video. And then they combined all those videos into one. Um, so this is a uh, room for love by Eka. That's E-K-K-A-H. And um, we'll be right back. that is room for love by echo and you can find that on our btt yht earworms playlist on spotify right now all righty ben um we've come to the end of the program this is the end um so where can we be found all right so 
first things first. Don't don't go to the website. Just don't, don't do it. Website. Don't not a great idea. Yeah, not 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 the best. However, um, if you want to go to our Facebook page, you can go there. Um, if you're not afraid of Facebook, I'm not afraid of Facebook, but go to Facebook. Um, Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. You can also find us on the gram and we because we do it for the gram um, at um, by the time you hear this. And you can also email us at by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Now, the Facebook page is spelled with the word while you by the time you hear this. Um, the Instagram as well as our Gmail is spelled with the letter U. And that is because we're urban. Yes, we are. And Just we're going to go to bottoms. Yes, yes. Represent for the city. Um, take it to to to, um, to Brian Kemp, that guy. Ugh. Um, but yes, we're 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 urban. So just get over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, if you want to hear us, of course. Um, if you're listening to us, then just keep listening to us the same way that you've been listening to us. Um, if you, for some reason, like variety, you just want to use a different um, method each time. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find us on Satchel Podcast Player, um, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, CastBox, the podcast app, um, Listen Notes, um, really all of those podcast aggregate sites or apps, which I, I don't even know if I made up that word. I'll try to copyright it. I don't know if I made it up, though. I haven't heard I, anyone else use it. That's I all. thought so, I yeah. had heard it, but... I mean, I just started saying it because it was like, that's what it is. It just aggregates podcasts. So maybe I'll try to, you know, to uh, to do that and maybe pay off some student loans with it. Who knows? <laughs> Unless Dojo Biden gets elected, then he's going to try and do it. So, yeah. yeah. Wait, Dojo, Dojo yeah, Biden? Dojo, Dojo so Biden? <laughs> I, I call him that. Just, there was an episode of American Dad where... Um, it was clearly a parody of um, Karate Kid, <laughs> and the guy instead of having a, it being called Cobra Kai, is called Dojo Biden, and he's just got a picture of Joe Biden <laughs> on the wall, <laughs> and he calls it Dojo Biden. Yeah, so it just it just makes me laugh because I uh, yeah, good episode though. It's a good episode. Um. So yeah. Uh, Leave us a rating too, by the way. Yeah. Um, wherever you go, uh, five stars, or we're gonna think you're a hater. Uh yeah, those are the rules. Yeah. <laughs> why? I mean, why else would you? You know, why else would you leave anything less? Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I I got an idea of what we can end the show with. Um, so anyway, who's seen? Uh, there's a video. You find it on YouTube. Just search Dave Chappelle on Jimmy Fallon. And he tells the story of when he first met Kanye West. Oh, yes. And Kanye West's first national TV performance was on Chappelle's show. And um, he performed the, this song with Most Def and Freeway. So, um, yeah, this is two words by Most Def. And free well, Kanye featuring most deaf and freeway and the boys choir of Harlem. Uh, we're going to play that to end the show. Thank you guys all for listening and for mourning the old Kanye with us. Um, <laughs> we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Peace.
play it, get your mail. It's only two places you end up, either dead or in jail. Still know where to go. Still know where to go. Still know where to go. Now throw your hands up, busters, busters, boosters, ho. Everybody fuck that. Still know where to go. Breaks, no brown, high stakes, crack smoke, black folks, Big Macs, fat folks, ecstasy capsules, presidential scandals, everybody move. Two words, most deaf, K-West, hot shit, calm down, get back, ghetto people got this, game pong, lock shit, gun pong, cock shit, we won't stop shit, everybody move. Two words, B-K-N-Y, best style, too hard, too hungry, too many, that's why, these streets, no game, can't ball, don't play, every traffic, one lane, everybody move, two words, most deaf, blackjack, hot shit, calm down, get back, get old people got this, game ball, lock, gun ball, cock, we won't stop, everybody move. Now throw your hands up, hustlers, busters, boosters, ho, everybody fuck that, you know where to go. 